Good morning, it's July 7th. First Chronicles 4, 5 to 5, 17. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Nara. Nara bore him Ahuzam, Hefer, Temeneh, and Hashasharti. These were the descendants of Nara, the sons of Hela, Zareth, Zohar, Ethnan, and Koz, who was the father of Anab and Hazobabah, and of the clans of Ahal, son of Haram. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Caleb, Shuha's brother, was the father of Meher, who was the father of Ishtan. Ishtan was the father of Beth Rapha, Pasia, and Tehana, the father of Ur Nahash. These were the men of Rekah. The sons of Kenan, Kenaz, Othniel and Sariah, the sons of Othniel, Hothath and Meonathai. Meonathai was the father of Ophrah. Sariah was the father of Joab, the father of Giharashim. It was called this because its people were craftsmen. The sons of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, Eru, Elah, and Nam, the son of Elah, Kenaz, the sons of Jehalalel, Ziph, Zipha, Tiriah, and Asarel, the sons of Isra, Jether, Mered, Ephur, and Jelon. One of Mered's wives gave birth to Miriam, Shemai, and Ishba, the father of Ishtimah. Moah. His Judean wife gave birth to Jared, the father of Gitter, Hibber, the father of Soko, and Jekuthiel, the father of Zenoah. These were the children of Pharaoh's daughter, Bethia, whom Mered had married, the sons of Hudiah's wife, the sister of Nahum, the father of Kila, the Garmite, and Ishtimoah, the Mahakathite, the sons of Shimon, Amnon, Rena, Ben-Hanan, and Tilon, the descendants of Ishi, Joheth and Ben-Zoheth, the sons of Shelah, son of Judah, Ur, the father of Lekah, Leda, the father of Marisha, and the clans of the linen workers at beth Jochem, the men of Kozibah, and Joash and Saraph, who ruled in Moab, and Jeshubi, Lehem. These records are from ancient times. They were the potters who lived at Nitaim and Gedorah. They stayed there and worked for the king. The descendants of Simeon, Nemuel, Jamin, Jerib, Zerah, and Shoal. Shalem was Shoal's son, Mibsam his son, and Mishma his son. The descendants of Mishma, Hamuel his son, Zachar his son, and Shimei his son. Shimei had sixteen sons and six daughters, but his brothers did not have many children, so their entire clan did not become as numerous as the people of Judah. They lived in Beersheba, Molada, Hazar, Shual, Bilha, Hezizem, Tolad, Bethuel, Horma, Ziklag, Beth, Morkaboth, Hazar, Sisim, Beth, Biri, and Sherem. These were their towns until the reign of David. Their surrounding villages were Etam, Ain, Ramon, Token, and Ashen, five towns and all the villages around these towns as far as Balath. These were their settlements, and they kept a genealogical record. 
Meshobab, Jemlak, Josha, son of Amaziah, Joel, Jehu, son of Joshabiah, the son of Siriah, the son of Asiel, also Ilionai, Jacobah, Jeshohai, Asiah, Adiel, Jesamiel, Beniah, and Ziza, son of Shiphi, the son of Alan, the son of Jediah, the son of Shimri, the son of Shemiah. The men listed above by names were leaders of their clans. Their families increased greatly, and they went to the outskirts of Gedor, to the east of the valley, in search of pasture for their flocks. They found rich, good pasture, and the land was spacious, peaceful, and quiet. Some Hamites had lived there formerly. The men whose names were listed came in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. They attacked the Hamites in their dwellings, and also the Meunites, who were there and completely destroyed them, as is evident to this day. Then they settled in their place, because there was pasture for their flocks. And five hundred of these Simeonites, led by Pelatiah, Neriah, Rephiah, and Uziel, the sons of Ishi, invaded the hill country of Seir. They killed the remaining Amalekites who had escaped, and they have lived there to this day. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, he was the firstborn, but when he was def- when he defiled his father's marriage bed, his rights as firstborn were given to the sons of Joseph, son of Israel. So he could not be listed in the genealogical record in accordance with his birthright. And though Judah was the strongest of his brothers, and a ruler came from him, the rights of the firstborn belonged to Joseph, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Pulu, Hezron, and Carmi, the descendants of Joel, Shemaiah his son, Gog his son, Shemai his son, Micah his son, Reiah his son, Baal his son, and Bera his son, whom Tiglath-Pileser, king of Assyria, took into exile. Bera was a leader of the Reubenites. Their relatives by clans listed according to their genealogical records. Jael, the chief, Zechariah, and Bela, son of Azaz, the son of Shema, the son of Joel. They settled in the area from Oror to Nebo to Belmion. To the east, they occupied the land up to the edge of the desert that extends to the Euphrates River because their livestock had increased in Gilead. During Saul's reign, they waged war against the Hagrites, who were defeated at their hands. They occupied the dwellings of the Hagrites throughout the entire region east of Gilead. The Gadites lived next to them in Bashan, as far as Saliaka. Joel was the chief, Shepham the second, then Janai and Shephat in Bashan. Their relatives by families were Michael, Meshulam, Sheba, Jorai, Jachin, Zai, and Eber, seven in all. These were the sons of Abihal, son of Hurri, the son of Jeroah, the son of Gilead, the son of Michael, the son of Jeshishai, the son of Jado, the son of Buz, Ahai, Ahai, son of Abdiel, the son of Guni, was head of their family. The Gadites lived in Gilead, in Bashan and its outlying villages, and on all the pasture lands of Sharon as far as they extended. All these were entered in the genealogical records during the reigns of Jotham, king of Judah, and Jeroboam, king of Israel. Acts 25, 1-27 Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. 
they urgently requested Festus, as a favor to them, to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and press charges against the man there, if he has done anything wrong. After spending eight or ten days with them, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul appeared, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the law of the Jews, or against the temple, or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court, where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me are by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had confirmed with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There is a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over any man before he has faced his accusers and has had an opportunity to defend himself against their charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. When Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, Tomorrow you will hear him. The next day Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking officers and the leading men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought to not to live any longer. I found he had done nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send on a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. Psalm 5, 1-12 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. 
You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men the Lord abhors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Proverbs 18.19 An offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city, and disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Walk with a king today and be a blessing.